Hello, everybody. If you are joining for the first time, welcome. I'm excited to have you. Chances are you probably even know me, so even better, right? And if not, that's super exciting. Why you chose this podcast, I don't even know. But let me tell you that I call it the hippie Christian who cares. My name is Chrissy Baki, and I love Jesus end of sentence, end of story, right? So, you know, you do a podcast on something that you're passionate about. You do a podcast on something that you think you might know about, but can any of us really know who Jesus is, right? But I feel like if I share some of my thoughts, some of my faith-based journey, my spiritual journey, that maybe that will help somebody else along the way. So that's why I do this. And I think what brought me to sort of share this at the beginning of this podcast is I've been listening to a whole bunch of other podcasts and I learn a lot and I look to learn a lot because then I can, you know, spew out my knowledge on my podcast and in Bible studies and in conversation. And I'm a geek. That's really what it amounts to. I used to want to say Jesus freak, but I think Jesus geek might be better. And so I call it the hippie Christian who cares because I do in fact care. I love Jesus and I love you. I also say who cares because who cares what I have to say? Like, I'm not the authority. I'm not the theologian. I'm not at all educated past, like, my my own homeschooling and Bible study and stuff like that when it comes to um, biblical practices or any kind of theology or divinity. I just know that I love it and I'm lucky because God has given me a big dose of faith. And that, my friends, is what we're going to talk about today is faith. Super long introduction. Yeah, sorry about that. I just needed to set the stage. Um Sometimes I sing on the podcast too. Anyways, I think the first time that I was really headed out to do this podcast, I felt like I had something to say or just wanted to share, you know, what we learn in Sunday school and at church and in sermons and Bible studies, um, you know, from maybe a different perspective that's not all pastoral and not that there's anything wrong with a pastor's perspective. High praise for the men and women who have gone to seminary and studied the Bible in a legitimate institution and those that are maybe not so legitimate. I don't know. Anyways, kudos to people who are scholarly. Um, I just found that in listening to some of those folks in podcasts, I realized I'm not one of them. I am 
somebody who shares what I know, um, what I've learned probably from one of those amazing humans, and how, like, I apply it in my life, and really how it strengthens my faith. And what exactly is faith, you ask? Well, the dictionary says faith is complete trust or confidence in someone or something. The second definition says strong belief in God or in the doctrines of a religion based on spiritual apprehension rather than proof. Um, and then like, I think that was definitely it, but like a system of a religious belief or a strongly held belief or theory. Um, but yeah, like complete trust or confidence in something or someone. And obviously in the world of Christianity, that is a faith in the triune God, one God, God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy spirit. And I believe, funny enough, that's what faith starts with, is belief. You know, you also too, like I look at all of the sort of like memes on Facebook and self-help, self-help, not self-health or self-health. There is probably self-help health, but not self-health. That's just weird. Um, or like self-elf, that's a whole different thing. The whole elf on the shelf, it's the self-elf. It looks exactly like you. (laughs) Wouldn't that be hilarious? Anyways, that's just me completely fumbling up and not even interested in editing it out because life is real and life is messy. But I love how in self-help books and memes on Facebook and posters you see in stores and bumper stickers, and it's not just in the religious realm, but where there's, you know, you have to have faith in yourself and believe. And, you know, it's those sort of one word things that really motivate people, right? And so it does start with something, which is where I was headed when I said, I believe, like my thought process feels like we are made in the image of God, right? So I say that all the time. And again, If you are not a person who knows God or is a believer in God yet or questioning God or anything like that, it's crazy to use the Bible to like support your thoughts and and say why you believe what you believe. And yet these are real life humans that are sharing their experiences. And I love that um, Pastor Mark Renner shared, and I think he said he heard it from somewhere, but I'm going to give him all the credit, that 
the Bible is like Jesus, 100% man, 100% God. And I love that because there are like, like men wrote it. And so we're going to see that human aspect to it. And obviously they're telling stories of real life humans. And so part of when you use the Bible to prove your point, it's because it's an account, a, a historical account. And again, faith tends to not necessarily look at the facts as much as it does this internal trust and this internal instinct. But again, I feel like if, if we are created in God's image, whether you believe or not, God loves you. So that's just true. It is that it is that part of God's image, the Holy Spirit, that gives us the opportunity to start the process of belief. And maybe it starts with a person because God uses all kinds of things in our life, which is exactly why Jesus told the disciples to go and make disciples and baptize people in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So there's something about taking your faith and sharing it with others so that they can get faith. So how do you get this faith? I'm not even kidding of the Spice Girls. So tell me what you want, what you really, really want. Keeps coming in my head. Yeah, I want faith because faith is cool. And I feel like faith is a boatload like muscles in terms of you got it, right? So we are made in the image of God. We are humans with bones and muscles and guts and brains and the whole nine yards. And so when, when we exercise anything, our brains, our muscles, we get stronger, right? We get smarter, we get stronger. And so that is the same of faith. It starts with something and it starts, I feel like with the power of the Holy Spirit, because without the Holy Spirit, we can't even speak Christ's name. We can't say that we love Jesus without the Holy Spirit, which is interesting. That's how God works. And I feel like there's a boatload of truth to the 12 steps. The first one is admitting that you are powerless and your life is unmanageable. And that's a tough one for most of us. You know, I mean, this has nothing to do with alcoholism at all and everything to do with it because it's AA. But when you think about all the things in your life, there's not very many things that you have the power over, you know, might feel like it in some ways, but in a weird way, not really, especially if it involves any kind of human, because humans are humans, right? And so when we admit that we are powerless, the next step is looking to 
a higher power. And so in AA, it has always been the triune God, but the beautiful humans, um, Bill W. and dang it, I don't remember the other guy's name, which is really embarrassing, but Bill W. is the one who often gets a ton of the credit. When Bill W. started the program, he said, if we open it up to those who don't know Jesus, they may come to know Jesus. But even still, they may come to sobriety. And so they might start off with a higher power that isn't God. And I think often in listening to those who have a higher power that is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, a lot of alcoholics have come to know Christ too. And so I say that because there's some action there, but not with the help not without the help of God. And then you really start to work it in terms of talking to other people who know God, talking to God himself, um, certainly reading your Bible, um, going to church. And I say that because I know church isn't for everybody, but you'd be amazed that church is pretty broken and yet it's filled with people that have pretty similar desires that you have. And so you have to find that brand, you know, maybe it's Lutheran, Catholic, non-denom, um, you know, free thinker, you know, um, small group church in somebody's home, you know, there are a million ways you can worship God and be part of church with a capital C. And so, that's a great way because that interaction God gives us each other and iron sharpens iron. And part of that is that friction that is caused when we disagree. And yet when we come together and talk about the parts that we agree on and maybe why do we disagree on this and how are we looking at this Bible and, and God's word and we're coming up with different conclusions about it. You know, that's, that's to me, that's what church is all about. That's, that's where you have those hard discussions and those amazing discussions and those discussions that fill your soul and your spirit and you can feel God's presence. It's like really, really good stuff, right? I feel like... You can't compare faith, though. And the Bible even makes a comment. And I read it, but I don't remember where it was from. But if somebody is weak in faith, like, like don't judge them. Like, bring them in. You got to start somewhere, right? It's a seed that grows. And, and, you know, a seed turns into, what do they say, like a little sapling. And eventually it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Mustard seeds, they talk about that being the tiniest seed. It's probably not the world's tiniest seed, but just a very tiny seed. And it grows into a plant. And that plant can eventually grow into a giant tree, right? So I kind of like to look at faith. I'm calling this episode Faith Olympics 
But here's the thing. Everybody is going to get a gold medal when they work to strengthen their faith. But that crazy part is, I don't think we strengthen our faith. I think God strengthens it. Yes, we believe. Yes, we act on that belief. But it's all the things God does for us to show us that he's there and working. And that's how we get our really strong faith. Like I said, I like to call myself a Jesus geek because if you really had the faith Olympics, as much as I think I have rock solid faith, I'm telling you, I probably would not come in first. Before I talk about the Olympics, though, I got to go back to the whole, how do you get it? How do you get faith? The closest thing, first of all, oh my goodness, faith is mentioned 458 times in the Bible, Old Testament and New Testament. The New Testament has it, I don't want to say twice as many times, but way more times than the Old Testament. But when it came to, like, how do you get faith, the closest thing I could really find was in Romans. And Romans is written by Paul. And here's a guy who probably should have had a little bit of a leg up on all of us because he was a Jewish rabbi of the highest order in terms of he knew his scripture backward and forward. And yet in that scripture that proclaims Christ nonstop, because once you know Jesus, you can't not see Jesus in the scripture in the Old Testament. And so he's just looking at it in a human um, legalistic way, I guess you would say. And then the light bulb goes off and that is total pun intended because Christ comes to Paul on the road to Damascus, Saul on the road to Damascus. And yeah, um, speaking of Paul, my friend Paul, yeah, this is that blinded by the light. Yeah, for sure. Cause that light was Jesus. Um, I knew I could work that in one way or the other, but yeah, light literally goes off because it's Christ in the form of a bright light, but Paul sees Christ. And so Paul is writing this and he says, um, I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes first for the Jew, then for the Gentile for in the gospel A righteousness from God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last, just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. Um, In another version, I think it was the ESV, English Standard Version, righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith. So it starts with a righteousness from God, which is being made holy in God. And I like to go back to the first, the verse prior to it, 16, 
I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes. So it's first having this belief that there is a God and you believe that God is for you, that God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit is for you, that Jesus was born, lived his life, taught us all about God, died on the cross for our sins, was buried, went to hell, conquered death, rose again, lived on earth for another 40 days and witnessed to hundreds of people, over 500 people, and rose and then ascended into heaven, right? So it starts with that righteousness. And when you confess that and believe that Jesus is your savior, you win, right? You are saved and your faith begins. And your faith begins every time you encounter Christ. Um, If you are baptized as an infant, your faith begins there. If you are in Sunday school or if you've gone to vacation Bible school or if you've heard a story about God or or you've just reached out in prayer, every encounter, every time somebody speaks of God, there's an encounter there. And so faith is beginning and seeds are being planted that are watered by the Holy Spirit. And it is in that righteousness that we get from only from God, the power of God, right, is how we get that amazing faith. Um, You know, we can increase our faith and we can strengthen our faith um, and lots of ways to do that. And the Bible is packed with stuff about, you know, without works, your faith is dead. And that sounds like, oh, so I have to do something? Mm, Have to is really kind of a strong thing. I think when you have faith, you want to do things. You want to do good works. You want to show why you believe what you believe, right? So there are some Jesus freaks that really show their faith muscles. I like to say that my faith is super strong. I will often say that it is like a superpower from God. It is a gift from God. It it feels like I don't know how, I, I don't know what I did other than constantly believe and God always proves that he is God. And so my faith was enhanced. And yet I also suffer from the sin of pride to be like, oh man, I have such strong faith, blah, 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 blah. Um, you know, who's to say, how, how in the world do I know how strong your faith is or anybody else's faith? You know, I mean, we so easily judge, but I also think to myself, what have I ever gone through that was needing to endure faith to the extreme, right? 
And I don't know if you've heard the song Jesus Freak by um, DC Talk. Um, cool song. But then there's a book that goes with it. And the book is like wicked hard to read in the sense of people who had their faith truly put to the test, truly, truly put to the test in terms of, you know, like spit on this Bible or I'm going to kill you. You know, there's a part of me that thinks, oh my gosh, if I spit on the Bible, I can justify it by saying it's only a book and it's not spitting on Christ. But in that moment, is it like, oh my gosh, like scary stuff? Or how about um, Corey Tinboom from the Holocaust, the family, the Tinboom family who saved so many um, Jews, but ultimately were put in um, prison and, you know, were part of the Holocaust and she survived. Crazy, crazy stuff. And and to read her story and to read her book about, um, at one point, it had to do with like bugs and how they were so crazy um, uncomfortable. And yet it was the those bugs that like they got moved or something happened where that was a turning point. And it's just insane how people can go through some really crazy, fiery hoops to show their faith and to, sh- and to give God their glory. And like I said, we're not in a, we're not in the faith Olympics. The faith Olympics is just simply being part of team Jesus how awesome is that? That just spewed right out of my mouth. And I'm going to give Holy Spirit total credit for that because that is just awesome. Like we get to all be on the Faith Olympic team because it is Team Jesus. And really our job is to grow that team, is to continue to share. And I And I feel like for me, that's why I do this podcast. I enjoy the stories in the Bible. And I heard somebody saying that like, you know, hey, you know, I learned these stories when I was young. And, you know, then I would, then I read the Bible and it was not the narrative that I got as, you know, a kid. Well, kind of no kidding, because you can't really give the adult version of the story because kids aren't mature enough to handle that. And we call, you know, we sort of portray these humans as 
almost like little mini heroes, right? And yet, really, the Bible only has one hero, and that is Jesus. But you got to start somewhere, right? You start with that seed of the good of all of these men and women in the Bible. And then as they learn that they are human too and make mistakes and some pretty big mistakes, and yet through trust in God and faith in God, they were able to overcome. God is constantly in the forgiveness business. And so faith is grown. And so, you know, the Bible really is full of all kinds of humans that are pretty darn messy and yet accomplished some amazing things because of faith, because of Christ, right? So I'm just saying faith is a good thing and bringing people in is a good thing, but not comparing our faith because our faith is our faith and we're given it in the measure that God wants us to have it and we utilize it and we grow those muscles and um, strengthen our faith by continuing to believe and, and trusting God. Now, guaranteed, there are moments where we think God has let us down, right? Um, certainly every time somebody goes in and shoots up kids in a school, you have to think, why would God let that happen? And there's a million of those why questions. Earth is a messy place and it's a sinful place. And while God's kingdom does come on earth, who was Jesus, that kingdom will come again in time. And so Satan being the giant idiot that he is, continues to try to foil us just like the crafty ser serpent in the Garden of Eden. And without a firm foundation in faith, it's going to get, you, you may crumble. And so to stand on the foundation of faith, who is Jesus, it's going to be a little bit harder to succumb to the evils of this world. We got to also know that God works for the good and of those who love him. And while we think something should have gone differently, it's not really fair to say God let us down because we don't know the whole picture. I feel like there's that moment when you say, well, how come this happened? Because it seems like this would have been the better choice on earth. But God's going to say, hey, here's the total picture. And because of this, this happened and this happened and this happened. And cancer was cured, just pretending for the future. He sees the entire whole story and is in control of it all. And it doesn't always feel like that on earth. But when we really practice our faith, it helps us 
get through those hard times and it helps us point to a Jesus that we need, that we have to have, that we can't live without, and that we won't have eternal life without. And so there's there's the good part of why is life so messy is because it will always point to a Jesus who took all of it to the cross and overcame it and overcame sin, death, and evil and Satan and all of it. So we must keep the faith. I think my real point this week is a little bit of reflection. We all know that I occasionally do reflections of the way I like to podcast. I just wanted to fit one more song in, but seriously, I don't see a career in singing for me. And I'm not even sure I see a career in podcasting. Truth be told, I'm going to stop being silly for a minute, is our faith belongs to us. And nobody on earth gets to measure it. It is between us and God. And God powers it. I think it's really important to know that this that there's this God out there that is all powerful, almighty, omnipotent, the beginning and the end who created you in his image and is ready for you simply to say I believe and from there faith journey begins. It started when he created you, and some might disagree on that, but if we're made in his image, there's, you know, as like as a student artist, I'm like, there's a piece of us there. So I feel like, I feel like the Catholics do have it right in regards to there's a spark. Um, But, you know, Either way, we say we believe and the journey starts. And I know my faith is different than my sister Susie's, who I love and who I've learned so much about. She teaches me to be open and she teaches me to be um, out of my comfort zone and to look for God in the garden. Um no pun intended, right? But seriously, she gardens like a crazy person. So does Judy. Um, Paul looks helps me in terms of looking for God in music and in other um, sermons. And his chaplain friend, I hope you're listening again. Um, this one's probably even crazier than the last one, but stick with me. I think it's just good conversation that especially chaplains and pastors and priests should hear because it's just real life people talking. So I love you all, Susie, Paul, Brian, you guys just are Phyllis. You guys are just nonstop listeners. Randy, you are too. Um, Hopefully I got some new listeners and I love you for joining. I'm Chrissy Bakke. You can email me at 
hippie Christian who cares at gmail.com. It's a full sentence. I know. Embarrassing, right? So on this whole Faith Olympics and Team Jesus, no pain, no gain, right? Mm-mm, kind of not true. Not true unless you're Jesus Christ. Then there was extreme pain for a whole lot of gain for us, right? But because of Jesus, we don't really have to deal with that extreme pain when it comes to exercising our faith. Now, is there pain in the world? Of course there is. You know, you're going to fall down and skin your knee on that run, or you're going to need um, rotator cuff surgery. Ouch. Um, Yeah, there's pain in the world. People die, we're sad, all kinds of things like that. But when you are exercising your faith, let me just tell you, it feels good and the benefits are amazing. So that's your challenge because I like to do a little challenge, right? Um, And I can't even think of a song that has challenge in it, so I can't... um, I can't sing anymore, but your challenge is to, um, except now all of a sudden the, um, George Michael, so you gotta have faith. Anyways, I'm not going to sing the whole song because it's probably not even close to appropriate, but your challenge is to work your faith and get a good faith workout in this week. Um, and maybe more than one hopefully daily. Keep working your faith. Keep questioning and keep poking the bear and keep looking for answers and keep being kind and good and unified and look at what you agree with more than what you disagree with, but also seek to listen and um, and understand and know where somebody else is coming from and keep plugging in to the source of faith, which is the one triune God. Hey, everybody, glad you joined. Keep coming back. You mean the world to me.